Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Family, I'd like you to open up your Bible for me today to the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel. We're in the Old Testament. He's a major prophet there right after, I believe it's Isaiah, Jeremiah, and then the Lamentations of Jeremiah, and then you'll find Ezekiel, Ezekiel. We're going to go to chapter 36 today, Ezekiel chapter 36, and we're going to begin at verse 24, Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 24. And here the word of God reads, it says, for I will take you from among the heathen. And gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart or stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you an heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them and ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and ye shall be my people and I will be your God. Today, we're going to speak from the subject, clean from the inside out, clean from the inside out. Now, some of you hear that and you immediately start thinking about uh, a master cleanse or you think about a colon cleanse. We're not dealing with that type of cleanser today. I know some of you say, wait a minute. No, no, let's not go there. No, we're not dealing with that today. We're looking at something else that God wants to clean from the inside out. This here is a, a message that God had given the prophet Ezekiel. Here, a prophetic message he had given the people to release to the Israel, or given Ezekiel to release to the Israelites. So in spite of all of their de- degradation and disobedience to God, the father reveals that his deliverance has nothing to do with their righteousness. But it's for his name's sake. When you go back and look around verse 21 and verse 22, he's telling them, he's saying, listen, it's it's not because of the stuff you've done. It's not because of how good you've been. In fact, you've been an embarrassment to me, but I'm doing it for my name's sake. I'm doing it for my name's sake. Look back with me at verse 24, will you? Here it says, for I will take you from among the heathen. And gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Notice that God has taken or he's going to take the Israelites and and he he had dispersed them. He actually had taken the Israelites rather and had dispersed them among the lands. Here, this was the diaspora. Many of you may understand it as this is when he dispersed them from their own land to other lands. The diaspora, that's where any nation, any group of people are sent from their native land. That's exactly what happened here to the Israelites. They were dispersed among the lands. Now, wherever the Israelites went, they brought shame to the name of God. 
They brought shame to the name of God. This is one thing he mentioned. He said, but I'm not going to deal with that right now. I'm not bringing you back because of that, because of who you are. It's not, it has anything, nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with my name, my name. God's restoration or uniting of his chosen people was not because they were deserving of his mercy, but because God wanted to preserve and sanctify his name. He wanted to sanctify his name because they belonged to him. I need somebody to type in chat. I belong to God. I belong to God. Listen, understand, many times God will do things for us not because we're deserving of it, not because everything we've done is right, but because we belong to him. His name is upon us. We belong to him. Listen, whatever you do, whenever you're elevated, whenever you go, whether it's on your job, in your community, uh, wherever you go, listen, whenever you're elevated as a Christian, you carry the name of God with you. You carry his name with you. So as he elevates you, it is him, his name that's being elevated, his name that is being elevated. You're simply a benefactor of that. You're a benefactor of that. When God brings you out of the, some situations, it may not be uh, because uh, you've earned his powerful acts, not because you've earned it, but he is using this as an opportunity to show his power, his love and mercy before the eyes of those who do not believe. He's doing it before those who don't believe. So as he does lift you up, as he does raise you up, it gives those people who deny him, who ignore him, who turn their back from him to look and see, look at the mercy of God, look at the love of God. And he wants to do the same thing in your life. He wants to do the same thing in your life. That's why he'll elevate you so that someone else will come to know him. Someone else will come to know him. Look with me at verse 25. In verse 25, it says, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. From all your idols will I cleanse you. Here, the Father specifically said that it is clean water. It's clean water. Thank God it's not dirty water. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Can you imagine getting in the tub with somebody with their, their dirty water in there? Oh, God, no. He said, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to clean. I'm going to give you clean water. I'm going to sprinkle you with clean water. Why? This water represents the cleansing power of Christ. This water represents the cleansing power of Christ. This clean water also signifies the gospels of Christ, showing the powerful work of his word in our lives, removing our guilt and guiding the children of God. That's what it does. It also represents the Holy Spirit being sprinkled on the soul and therefore purifying us of corrupt inclinations and dispositions, purifying us from the things that we used to want to do, the things where we used to want to go, clear, purifying us from the thoughts that would plague our minds of the things that would take us in places where we had no business going. He's saying, listen, I'm going to purify you. I'm going to cleanse you. I'm going to put my word water on you. This clean water, it represents Christ. I'm putting the Messiah. He's going to be on you. My spirit is upon you, cleaning you of all of those things cleaning you of all of those things this is why you're cleansed from all your what 
filthiness. You're cleansed from all your filthiness, all of those things that used to take you in directions that some of us would not even admit to now. Some of us would not even want to talk about right now. But then there are some that are in right there in the middle. I want you to know that God, he wants to cleanse you from that. He wants to remove you from all of that. He wants to take it off of your heart and take it away from your mind. He's saying, listen, I'm going to do that by applying, by simply applying the water, clean water upon you to remove that from you. We have to work to get sin out of our lives, church. We have to work to get sin out of our lives. We must repent of all of our sin and not allow ourselves to be comfortable in that sin. That's why he's cleaning you of it. He doesn't want you to be comfortable in the stuff that you do. Listen, the Bible says that all is sin. It comes short of the glory of God. But we never should be comfortable in that sin. Every time we sin, it should make us uncomfortable. It should make us to a place where we don't want to be there. Remember the publican in the parable about the publican and the tax collector? Remember the publican look after the tax, after the, or I should say the Pharisee? Remember the Pharisee bragged about everything that he was doing? But yet the publican, he beat his chest and said, woe unto me, a man of uncleanness or a man who is undone. He said, look, I understand that there's stuff that I have done that I'm not proud of and I need to have it cleansed from me. This is the attitude that you and I must have. That we come before God and say, enough of that, God. I'm, I'm tired of doing that. I need to move away from that. I need to get away from that. We've got to be able to purify our hearts and turn away from our sin. And then watch this. He talked about idols. Look back with me at verse 25. He said, he'll cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you Will I cleanse you? Listen, idols will be removed from our lives as we are able to focus and our and, and focus and, and depend upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Idols will be removed from our lives when we can turn our focus. Turn our focus. Somebody needs to say in their house right where they are, turn my focus. Shift my focus. He wants to shift your focus to Christ and not look at all that other stuff. Everything that you've been elevating, the things that you elevated, whether it's your job, your career, whether it's your business, whether it's your family, whatever, whatever relationship, anything that you've elevated and you've created an idol of, he said, no, it's time to remove that. It's time to remove that. All of those things. He said, I'm going to clean out of the way. It's time to clean house. It's time to clean house. I'm cleaning all of that out of the way. You can't come back in the way you left. You can't come back in. Remember, he's gathering them back. He said, you can't come back in the way you left. We can never go back in the same way that we came. We can't do that. We have to go in a different way, a different way. Therefore, those things that were idolatrous in our lives have to be cleansed. We cannot allow the things of this world to drive us and control us. We can't allow the things of this world to drive us and control us. We can't do that. You have, uh, and you can have nice things. You hear me? There's nothing wrong with that. You can have nice things. Just don't let nice things have you. Just don't let nice things have you. Understand the importance of allowing your heart to be tied to the Lord. Allow your heart to be tied to the Lord and not to the things around you, not the stuff that you may have. No houses, no cars should be able to capture your attention as much as the father. Listen, 
you have to know this. Let nothing have preeminence in your life over God the Father. Let me say that again. Let nothing have preeminence in your life over God the Father. I need somebody to type in chat right now. God is number one. God is number one. I don't care what you have in your life. God is number one. Your job is not more important. Your career is not more important. Your money is not more important than God. Your family is not more important than God. Listen, I know First Lady loves me. I know that. That's why I put a ring on it over 20-something years ago, almost 23 years ago. I put a ring on it back then because I knew that girl loved me. And because of that, I married her. But also I understood that she loves somebody greater and his name is Jesus. And see, because of that, I can trust her. Because of that, I can trust her. Listen, I love my wife with all of my heart. I do. But she knows that I put God first. And that's important. Because if I don't put God first, how can I properly prioritize her and our children and the things that God has called us to do. I've got to be able to put him first and then be able to follow after and take care of my family, take care of those that, 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 that we love and take care of the responsibilities that we have. But I've got to be able to put God first. Listen, we've got to understand proper priority. We have to understand proper priority. There is God and then there's family. And then there's church and then there's career and then there's everything else. We put it in that priority. We understand, wait a minute, pastor, you putting church above career? Listen, no, no, don't misunderstand. I'm your pastor. I'm a good pastor. I understand you have to work. I understand you have, a, have to make money. But understand this, that there's, a, there's a, a responsibility that if he gives you in the house of God, he'll enable you to take care of those responsibilities so that it will also allow you to take care of the things that you need to do as far as at work and at, with your career and your businesses and things of that nature. You'll simply be able to prioritize it right. And guess what? Favor will flow down. Favor will flow down and you won't even understand how these things are moving in your life. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to take some time to teach about the proper priorities. I'm going to have to come back and teach about the proper priorities. But the main thing is that we have to put God first. He is number one. God is number one. Look with me at verse 26. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you an heart of flesh. I'll give you a heart of flesh. When God gives us a new heart and a new spirit, he is changing our mindset. He's changing our mindset. He's changing how we think about things, how we see things. Listen, we begin to see things from a spiritual perspective and not a selfish or carnal one. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.